All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready. We're here at the Roy and Jimmy thing. Get ready to rock. Get ready to roll. The moment you've all been waiting for. We got hot, sexy Roy and Jimmy. Hell yeah, yo. Isn't it funny? We, we get to play the, the Eric Allegra thing because we don't get to do it in the morning, but now we're doing it at night. So it's like all excited. And I cannot believe we're here on time, ready to go. It's Roy and Jimmy, the Roy and Jimmy annual Christmas Fifth. play. Fifth annual. My name is Roy Brewster. That dude. I am Jimmy Shaw. Welcome to our fifth annual Christmas play. We're doing Christmas Vacation Day with our cast of characters, friends, comics, friends, friends, family, all around, worldwide on this Sunday, September, December (laughs) 20th, with a a special edition Roy and Jimmy thing. Oh my God, this is like going to be so fun. Now, now we're starting this and I'm probably going to do an intermission too. Big, big, huge shout out to Mr. Jimmy Shaw. If you had any idea, him and his partner over there on the right, there she is. I see an eye. <laughs> worked on this thing to get this thing together. Um, they worked long and hard, and we would not be doing this right now if it wasn't for them. So, first of all, thank you, Jimmy. Hey, it was uh, my and pleasure. Ari. And then, second of all, thanks to all our friends who are going to do this with us. Come on now. Yeah, so let's start bringing them in. First of all, we have <laughs> we have the lovely Don Brewster in the house tonight. Hey, and, uh, and who is your character tonight? I am Roy's. Well, I am Sparky's mother-in-law, Francis. Uh, Francis, that's right. And then I, I'm narrating, and I've got a couple little small parts. Roy is the man tonight. He is uh, Clark W. Griswold Jr. Yeah. In the, uh, the the play of the Christmas Vacation, and next up is Amy O'Neill. Hey, Amy! Hey. <laughs> Welcome. Good to see you again. Thank you. And your your role tonight is I'm playing Ruby Sue. I love Ruby Sue. <laughs> <laughs> she is my favorite. Thanks for coming in and joining us again this year. Next up, we have Sean Williams. Everybody. In the house, Sean Williams. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's so nice to have you again for our annual Christmas play. Your role tonight would be? Cousin Eddie. Of course it is. Mr. Cousin Eddie, Sean Williams, in the house. You ready to go with this, buddy? I think so. I think so. Excellent. I love that Sean has has his RV right behind him. That's the best right there. Next up with her mute, her mic muted is Claudia Cortez. Hey, Claudia. Hi. Yay. And your role tonight is? I'm playing Clark's wife, Ellen. You are Ellen Griswold, the poor, the poor. Put up with everything, Ellen Griswold. Yeah. Christmas vacation. Always great to see you. Thanks for joining us again this year. Thank you. Next up, we have Mrs. Robin Williams. Hey. And this is our uh, first role for Don and Robin this year. You guys had a little bit parts and stuff. Well, Don didn't, but uh, everyone had a a bit word in here, but you actually have a role tonight. Robin, you are playing who? I am Clark's mom, Nora. Clark's mom, Nora. Look at you. You had a little meaty role right there. 
Excellent. Well, thanks for playing with us and coming in. Next, we have the Harbottles. Yay! We have Kathy, Emma, and Steve's hand right there. <laughs> and uh, thanks for joining us again, guys. Kathy, who are you playing tonight? Your roles? I'm playing Rusty, gender bending, I guess, and Margaret, the next door neighbor who's mm -hmm. really quite uptight. And Margaret, Emma, who are you playing? Uh, I'm playing the saleswoman and Mrs. Shirley. Mrs. Shirley, excellent. Steve. I'm playing Rusty. Uh, I'm playing Mark, Bill, and Mrs. Shirley. <laughs> Mr. Shirley. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta bring uh, Ariana here, and over here we have uh, her de her debut in the play, Ariana Casino. Everybody, she has a huge role tonight. Uh, tell everyone who you're playing. I'm the courier. You're the courier. Yeah. The big. I'm muted. Oh, she's muted. Sorry, she was muted. There, she's playing. Go ahead. The courier. The courier. She's playing the courier. Next up, we have Stephanie Brinjolson. <laughs> Hey, Steph. You're muted, Steph. That's everybody's dream. I wish that like this show was just like a new button, like on my forehead. Say now, so welcome, Stephanie. How are you? Thank you. I'm fabulous. How are you? We're great. Great to have you back in here. And you are playing tonight. Well, tonight I'm playing Catherine. I am Eddie's wife and Ruby Sue's mama. Oh. And then I'm also playing um, Aunt Bethany. Aunt Bethany. Oh, Aunt Bethany. You <laughs> love Aunt Bethany. That, that is going to make my day. <laughs> and here finally in the house, our own Donna Main and Richard Weiss. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us. And uh, Donna, Donna, who are you playing tonight? I am playing Audrey, Audrey. The, teenage, the teenage daughter. Very good. Very good. Richard, what are you up on? I got more roles in a bakery. Clark <laughs> Senior, Uncle Lewis, and the police sergeant. Police chief. Chief. Excellent. Excellent. Well, good. Good. Well, we we just get this baby rolling. We we are all set to go. We're gonna do our fifth annual Roy and Jimmy thing Christmas play today. Uh, tonight we are presenting Christmas Vacation. Me and Roy wanted to do this one for a few years, so uh, we got this baby lined up, right. and uh, we'll do our we'll do our best. Everybody watching. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Roy, check your mic real quick. It's a little scratchy. Again? Yes, sir. Yep. Going to double check, make sure everyone's good. I heard everybody really good here. Y'all look great. Everyone's on screen. We got the whole Brady Bunch thing going on right here. And I am not going to see you guys on screen. I will be reading a script here. All right. You're on mute, Roy. Yep. What do you got now? Okay, you sound great. Better? Yes, sir. Yes. All righty. Well, let's uh, let's pull this baby up and get going for Christmas vacation. There's our script, and whoops, here we go. Okay. Oh, there you guys are. <laughs> I'm talking out loud. I got to get everything right here. Here we go. <laughs> All right, guys, follow follow along if you can. Roy and Jimmy thing presents Christmas vacation. Shit. <laughs> what is that? What is that? This one? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Our bottles are moving furniture right now. Snow covered hills, <laughs> firm stands of yeah, pine and hardwood. Ruined, so we just figured, why not? Hold on. What what did we do? They, they were moving their chairs and getting loud. Oh, okay, okay, ready? Gotcha, ready? Gotcha. ready? 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 <laughs> and take two. Here we go. If we're supposed to be hearing something, Jimmy, we're not. Uh oh. You're not hearing anything. Music. No. Music. Oh, okay. This is this is fun. Well, I thought it was fun because when he started going like this, I'm like, Jimmy's playing. <laughs> <laughs> He's dancing to his own jive. I was I was enjoying this all myself. Well, gosh. Well, gosh. Well, looks like we're not having sounds. What? That's not. Well, there you go. That 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 made this a lot easier. <laughs> uh -oh. Well, 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 well. Let me look at something here real quick. Dun, dun, dun. You got it, Jimmy. You can figure it out. Let's try this one. All right, let me do a quick little check here. Tell me if you hear Roy. No. Jesus. All right, no sounds. <laughs> they sound good over here, though, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> They sound real good. All right. Well, that makes a lot of All right. Let's fire it up. Here we go. It's a Christmas vacation. We have snow-covered hills, firm stands of pine and hardwood, barns and bridges. Into this timeless landscape roars a new aerodynamically styled road queen family Taurus. Simulated wood paneling hugging the road curves. Clark W. Griswold is driving. His wife, Ellen, is next to him. His 14-year-old daughter, Audrey, and 12-year-old son, Rusty, are in the back seat. Ellen's looking out the window. Rusty and Audrey are looking out their windows. Clark clears his throat and half closes his eyes. He finishes with a deep, majestic voice. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Tis the season to be jolly. La 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. La 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 la. Take it, Russ. La 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 la. Anyway, Dad, can you explain to me again what we're doing? Sure, Russ. We're kicking off our fun, old-fashioned family Christmas by heading into the country in the old front-wheel drive sleigh to embrace the majesty of the winter landscape and select that most important of Christmas symbols. We're not driving all the way here so you can get one of those stupid ties with the Santa Clauses on it, are we? Uh, no, I have one of those at home. What we're looking for today is the Griswold family Christmas tree. An old battered pickup truck pulls out on the road. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. What, what's the matter? Some jackass is riding my tail. Well, slow down and let him pass. The bent and rusted pitted front bumper of the pickup truck pulls within inches of the rear bumper of the Taurus. Clark, don't provoke him. 
Clark slows down and the pickup pulls around him. Hey, kids, look, a deer. As the kids look, Clark flips the pickup the bird. Clark, slow down. You want to ride behind someone who does that? I'll pull around him and leave, leave him behind us. Burn some dust here. Eat my rubber. Dad, I think what you mean is burn rubber and eat my dust. Oh, whatever, Russ, whatever. The tourist pulls around the pickup and passes it. Eat my road grit, liver lips. A semi hauling a load of timber has pulled behind the pickup truck. Okay, that's enough of that. Speaking of trees, kids, can one of you tell me what the first tree displayed at the White House? The pickup has pulled alongside Clark. Ellen and the kids notice Clark doesn't. Uh, Dad, they're back. Clark glances out the window. Clark, stop it. I, I don't want to spend the holidays dead. Honey, please. I'll do the driving, okay? Will you just take it easy, Ellen? I'm in complete control. I'll get around this egg timer. Clark returns his eyes to the road, hits the signal, and pulls out. Uh, Dad? Dad? Clark sees that he's pulling into the semi. His eyes pop and he shrieks. Thank God we're all right. Clark, we're stuck under a truck. The Taurus is trapped between the front and back wheels of the trailer running at high speed. Don't you think I know that? Come on, guys. Don't fight. For Christ's sake, I didn't do this on purpose. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And forgive my husband. He knows not what he does. Amen. Clark takes a deep breath, clutches the wheel tightly, and jerks it sharply to the right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oops. <laughs> Just ahead, a snowplow was pulled over on the shoulder. The Taurus hurdles off the road and disappears. After a long beat, the Taurus bursts out of the snowbank. The Taurus returns to the road, crosses the left lane, then the right, and flies off the road, through the Christmas tree farm side and sliding sideways into the parking lot. The family is frozen in horror. Clark puts the Taurus in park and turns off the engine and looks at his watch. <laughs> Make pretty good time. <laughs> we find... <laughs> whoosh. <laughs> Sound effects. Whoosh. <laughs> We find Clark, Ellen, Audrey, and Rusty trudging through the snow or the forest, having a hard go of it in the deep snow and ice. Clark pays it in no mind. Dad, didn't they invent tree lots for people that wouldn't have to drive all the way out here to nowhere and waste a lot of Saturday? They meant them because people forgot how to have an old-fashioned Christmas and are satisfied with scrawny, overpriced trees that have no special meaning. My toes are numb. This is what our forefathers did. I can't feel my leg. They walked out into the woods, picked their tree, and cut it with their hands. Mom, I can't feel my hips. Clark. Yes, honey? Audrey's frozen from the waist down. That's all part of the experience, honey. Clark scans the forest. Something catches his eye. He spotted the, the special tree. There it is. The Griswold family Christmas tree. Isn't it a little big? It's not big. It's just full. Dad, that thing wouldn't even fit in our yard. It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. Look at it. Oh, really is beautiful, Clark. It's something else, huh, Russ? Yeah, Dad. Isn't it a beaut, Audrey? 
She'll see it later, hon. Her eyes are frozen. Most enduring traditions of the season are best enjoyed in the warm embrace of kith and kin. Tithy is symbol of the print of the Gwithwald Christmas tree. Dad, did you bring a sock? A fine upper class dwelling. The lights are on, the tourist is in the driveway, and the giant tree is on the root ball, it's on its root ball in the driveway. A couple in their mid-30s is getting out of their car in the house next door. They're handsome, successful, modern suburban professionals. They look towards Clark as Margot crosses around to Todd. Looks like the toad ever estimated the height of the ceiling in his living room. The garage door raises. Clark steps out wearing a hockey mask and brandishing a chainsaw. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put that tree that... Sorry. Where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. Clark fires up the chainsaw and cuts at the massive tree while Todd and Margo walk away in disgust. In the Griswold's living room, the tree is standing. Clark had to trim both the top and bottom of the tree to get it to fit. It's still wrapped in twine. The family is, the family is standing in front of the tree. Clark, do you think there's enough room for the angel? Oh, sure, honey. I have a little more trimming to do, but that won't be a problem. Ready? I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Whack. Whack. Clark yanks on the twine. The branches are released and unfold into the room. Unwrapped, the tree is enormous. The branches extend out. A branch crashes through the side window. Another branch crashes through the front window. There's a lot of sap in here. Looks great. A little full. A lot of sap. Clark and Ellen are now in bed. Clark's, Clark's fumbling through magazines with sap stuck to his hands and fingers. I talked to my mother. And? Oh, they've decided they're coming for Christmas, too. You know, it's not too late to change our plans. No, 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 no. That's great. That's great. You're forgetting how difficult it's going to be having everybody in the house. Honey, they're family. They're not strangers off the street. Well, all they do is argue. Christmas is about resolving differences and seeing through the problems of family life. Yeah, and it's about my mother accusing your mother of buying cheap hot dogs and your mother accusing my mother of waxing her upper lip. But then they don't speak to each other. Your mother waxes her upper lip? She has for years. Hmm. Doesn't show. I don't know, Sparky. I have a feeling. Ellen, I want to have a Christmas here in our house. It means a lot to me. All my life I've wanted to have a big family Christmas. I know. It's just that I know how you build things up in your mind, Sparky. And set standards that no family event can ever live up to. When have I ever done that? Parties, weddings, anniversaries. Good night, honey. Funerals, holidays. Oh, great. Vacations, graduations. Now we're in snow-covered downtown Chicago, Clark's office building. Clark and his co-worker Bill are standing in the break room having coffee. Hey, you should be looking at big fat Christmas bonus this year, huh? And where it is, you're an excellent choice to be named Additive Designer of the Year. 
Nah. No, I'm not kidding. So what's that new thing down at the food and drug? Oh, the crunch enhancer. Yeah, it's a non-nutritive cereal varnish. It's semi-permeable, uh, not osmotic. It, it coats and seals and prevents the milk from penetrating it. Yeah, that's a beautiful product. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Then the big question is, what are you going to do with that bonus? You're going to blow it on yourself, I hope. Oh, me? Heck no. Take a look at this. Clark removes a worn color brochure from his jacket pocket and hands it to Bill. I hope my Christmas bonus check will cover it. My God, you're putting in a pool? Just then, the sound of marching businessman wingtips is heard in the hallway. I went ahead and put a $7,500 deposit down on it. You're the last true family man. The marching wingtips round the corner. It's Clark and Bill's boss, Frank Shirley, and his assistants. Mr. Shirley is a stern, stone-faced, middle-aged man. They stop suddenly. Mark! Mark! Uh, that's Bill, sir. Were you the one working on that non-nutritive cereal varnish? Yes, sir. Look, I got a big speech there. I got to give to a trade group. I'd like to mention it. Write a summary and give it to me by the end of the day. My pleasure. Yeah, lamest. None of that inside bullshit jargon nobody understands. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, Mr. Shirley, uh, we got your Christmas card the other day, and uh, my family and I are very flattered that you remembered us. Mr. Shirley stares at Clark for a confused second and looks at his assistant. Corporate cards. <laughs> Don't forget that report, Bill. Mr. Shirley and his assistants leave past Clark and Bill and head down the hallway. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Now we're at a Christmas decorated department store. Clark is peering in the case of the lingerie section. Can I show you something? Clark looks up directly in the line. <laughs> Clark looks Clark looks up directly in line with a young woman's ample cleavage. He suddenly is uncomfortable and nervous as he rises to stand. Uh, I was just uh, smelling, sm smiling. I was uh, browsing. For your wife or your girlfriend? What? Uh, what happened? <laughs> I, I guess it wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if stores were any less hooter, uh, hotter than they are. Whew, it's warm in here. You have your coat on. Yes. Oh, oh do I? Um... How did that happen? Because it's cold outside? <laughs> yes, it is. It's a bit nipply. I mean, nippy out. Oh, what did I say? Nipple? Oh, there's a nip in the air, though. Can I take something for you? Out for you? <laughs> I was just, uh, I was looking for something for my wife. Oh, God, rest her soul. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. She's not dead. We're We're just divorced. She's history. Obviously, she doesn't wear underwear. There's there's plenty of shopping days and left left until adultery, adulthood, which which is to say, as in Yule, Yule log, not a log, not like I have a log, but I mean, you know, if I had a log, not in the sense that you think I said it. Good golly, tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. No shit. <laughs> Rusty is searching for Clark in a department store and spots him at the laundry counter and approaches him. Uh, what do these do? They, they clip on here or, or down there? <laughs> Would you like this one? Uh, sh sure. 
these are cut really high on the hip. Uh, look, I'm wearing something similar. See? You can't see the line. You can't see the line, can you, Russ? Uh, no. Shocked, Clark whips his head around, realizing Rusty witnessed his exchange with Mary. And then he turned his head. Now we're at the Griswold's house. Ellen is in the kitchen filling out Christmas cards. Audrey's in her room wrapping presents. And Rusty's watching TV while Clark is in the bathroom trying on a Santa beard. Ding dong. Clark opens the door to see his parents, Clark, Clark Sr. and Nora, and Ellen's parents, Art and Francis, they have arrived. Folks, 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 Merry Christmas. Clark steps back as the grandparents rush in and engulf the family in hugs, kisses, and rapid-fire overlapping chatter. Hey, how are you doing, son? Fine. There he is. Oh, my boy. Look how big you've got. Merry Christmas. Mom. Sweetheart. Oh, knock on the door. Look at the ladder. Listen, doesn't Nora look old? You promised. Of course I did. Yeah, it took a pint of fluid from my back. <laughs> you see this mole? I think it's changing color. No, you keep touching it. It gets redder. I got hemorrhoids. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, mother. Stop. Isn't that terrible? You're not getting the garage space. After what you... I I'm doing the parky. Russ, want to help? Uh. Mom, they're not sleeping in my room. I'm going to go crazy, Mom. Sweetheart, your grandma's got a real painful barame heel. If you rub it for me, I'll give you a whole quarter. A quarter? I'll give Audrey a quarter, too. Look, I'm going to put my car in the garage. He damaged my car. You believe that? I'll, I'll park the cars. They exit to upstairs as fast as they arrive, leaving Clark and Ellen standing there shocked. This is what Christmas is all about. I'll park the cars and check the luggage, and yeah, yeah, I'll be outside for the season. Outside, the garage door opens, and Clark comes out carrying a ladder and decorations. Rusty follows with a huge carton of light and decorations. Clark leans the ladder against the wall, and Rusty sets the carton down. We're going to have the best-looking house in town. I've always wanted to do this. Oh, that's a whole lot of lights, Dad. I'm sure it's a lot of work to do, but... If I'm out in the cold and I'm committed to decorating the house, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to do it big. You want something to be proud of, don't you? Yeah, I guess so. Sure you do. Oh, you think you might be overdoing it? Russ, when is the last overdue, last time I overdid anything? Come on. Unravel these. You have to check every bulb. Clark gives a tug on the strand, pulling out a three-foot ball of tangled lights. Got a little knot here. You work on that. I'll get the other box. At Todd, at Todd and Margot's house, they step outside, noticing Clark on the ladder. Ugh, I hope he falls and breaks his neck. I'm sure he'll fall, but I don't think we're lucky enough to have him break his neck. Let's go. <laughs> Good one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clark's climbing the ladder against the house. As he gets to the top, he looks down and realizes how high he is when the ladder suddenly collapses. Clark rides it all the way down without getting hurt. He resets the ladder and continues hanging lights. In the family room, Clark Sr. and Art are snoring away in the recliners. Nora and Francis are watching the Christmas parade while making gingerbread houses. They keep turning the volume up to cover up the loud snores. 
And we're gonna jump through this part. The left side of the Griswold house is partially decorated. Clark is 20 feet above the string and lights under the eaves. He reaches over to secure a strand and accidentally staples his sleeve to the roof. Clark pulls on the stapled sleeve, trying to free it. He gives on the, he gives, is it one? He gives one last pull and he and the ladder fall backwards. His back hits a tree. He thinks quick and kicks off with his leg, returning himself and the ladder back to the roof. There you go. In the kitchen though, Ellen and Audrey are making dinner. Would it be indecent to ask the grandparents to stay at a hotel? Audrey. Well, can we at least forbid them to answer the phone? Alex called this morning. Grandpa Clark told him I couldn't come to the phone because I was going to the bathroom. We're all making sacrifices, Audrey. Everybody, do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Don't be so dramatic. <laughs> I have nightmares about what he does in his bed when I'm not lying right next to him. Well, I don't know what to say except it's Christmas and we're all in misery. Well, I don't know... Why am I repeating that? It is. It's a repeat. That's very well, good. I don't know what to say except it's Christmas and we're all in misery. Ellen reaches above the refrigerator and grabs and lights a cigarette from her hiding spot. Ellen, are you smoking again? No. Outside, Rusty comes out of the garage carrying plastic reindeers. Oh! Hey, Dad, where do you want these plastic reindeer? Uh, just put them down there in the lawn, Russ. Okay. Well, I can't find the Santa Claus. It's in the basement. We'll get it later. Rusty drops the reindeer on the lawn. As Clark continues crawling along the top of the roof, he loses his footing and slides down the roof face first. He grabs the rain gutter and jackknifes over the eave. As he's dangling, he looks over and sees the ladder a few feet away. Just as he reaches for the ladder, the gutter tears away from the eave and shoots out a five-foot-long piece of ice. The ice sails into the window of Todd and Margot's living room, destroying their stereo. Ellen comes outside. Clark, dinner's ready. Uh, okay, honey, uh, I'm starving. Todd and Margo return home. Todd's kneeled down picking up pieces of a stereo while Margo is standing at the broken window. Obviously, something had to break the window. <laughs> something had to hit the stereo. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> they stop, give each other a knowing look, then glance toward their Griswold house. <clears throat> Clark, Ellen, Audrey, Rusty, Clark Sr., Nora, Art, and Francis, you know, the whole family, whole fam. are standing on the front lawn. Clark's, wa Clark's worn and tattered from his efforts, but his enthusiasm and excitement is un unabated. He's holding two extension cords ready to plug them in. If you want to hurry this up, I'm freezing my bikettes off. 250 strands of light, 100 individual bulbs per strand for a grand total of 25,000 imported Italian twinkle lights. Yay! Yay! 25,000. I hope nobody I know drives by and sees me standing in the yard, staring at the house in my pajamas. If they know you're dead, they won't think anything of it. Fired up, Dad. 
I dedicate this house to the Griswold family Christmas. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Clark enthusiastically plugs the two chords together. Nothing happens. Beautiful, Clark. Good burp, Don. I liked it. <laughs> Talk about pissing away your money. I hope you kids see what a silly waste of re resources this was. He worked really hard, Grandma. So the washing machine. So let's get in where it's warm. Clark, baby, I can picture it in my mind, and it's breathtaking. Uh, thanks, Mom. It's probably a bad bulb, son. You know, if one goes out, the whole thing doesn't work. Now, if I were you, I'd personally check each one. I did that, Dad. I can't. Now, look, if you need any help, give me a holler. I'll be upstairs asleep. <laughs> thanks. Sorry, Daddy. It looks good, even if they're not lit. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, Dad, it was a good try. Thanks, Russ. Russ. Yeah. We checked every bulb, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure of it, yeah. I thought so. Well, maybe we ought to go up there and just get... Jeez, look at the time. I got to go get to bed. I got to brush my teeth, feed the hog. I still have some homework to do, do the laundry, the car. Still got those bills to pay. Oh, Clark. Everyone goes back in the house. Clark still stands and stares at the house in puzzlement. In the upstairs hallway, Clark peeks out, peeks out his window. He looks up and down the hallway, then sneaks out with a shopping bag full of presents. He reaches up to the fold downstairs, pulls the handle, and the stairs fly out and bang him on the forehead, knocking him to the ground. Wham! Whammo. He gets up and sees no one heard. He climbs the stairs, rubbing his head. It's a standard cluttered wood floor, unfinished attic. He steps carefully over, the, over and around the debris to the chimney and places his presence beside it. Francis, though, comes out of the guest room and notices the attic stairs are down. Ooh, where the hell is that cold coming from? Oh, Fra oh, oh. <laughs> Francis lifts the stairs and they lock in place. Hey, hey, hello? Art and Francis are bundled up and exiting the house, unaware of Clark's pleas. I need to get a few more. Where's your payback check? I will. I, not a card? No. If they return it, it's a hassle. Russ! Help! In the driveway, the Taurus is running. Clark Sr., Nora, Audrey, and Rusty are seated inside. Art and Francis come out of the house. Ellen calls to them. Daddy, is Clark coming? How would I know? I is he in the house? If he isn't farting around with his lights, he must be inside. I'm sure he would have been shopping and have lunch with us. Ah, he's got another car he can drive. I have to eat so I can take my back pills. Clark works his way down the attic, heading for a small window at the other end, and manages to open it. 
Ellen! Hey, Ellen! Clark is pressed up against a small, dirty attic window. A look of defeat and resignation on his face. Far below, the tourist pulls away and heads down the street. He watches sadly and sighs as it disappears from sight. Clark starts rummaging through boxes, looking for a coat. And after numerous boxes, he comes across an old mink stole, a hat, and long pink ladies' gloves. Clark lifts the lid on another box to reveal yellow Kodak film boxes. He takes out several and puts one on the projector and sits and smiles watching the old home Christmas movies. Hours later, the tourist pulls in the driveway. The grandparents are carefully walking on the slick pavement to the front door. Ellen sneaks up the stairs with her packages in her arm. Arms, both arms. She turns down the hallway, stopping at the attic stairs, reaches up and turns the handle. Clark, the chair, the boxes, and the projector go crashing to the floor. Kablooey. Sparky. Hang on. Oh. Outside that night, Clark plants a floodlight in front of the plastic sand and reindeers. He feels a degree of satisfaction with the new decorations, even though the lights in the house are still not on. Ellen now comes out of the front door to Clark. Sparky, there you are. Yes, honey. Are you out here for a reason or are you just avoiding the family? No, I still have a couple hundred more bolts to check. In the meantime, I can light the Santa, the reindeer, and the Merry Christmas sign. That that should look good. Ready? You want me to do the drum roll thing? No, it's okay. Here goes nothing. Clark grimaces as he sticks the floodlight plug. Hang on. Clark grimaces as he sticks the floodlights plug into the extension cord. Again, nothing happens. I don't understand it. The, the house lights don't work. The, the floodlights don't work. Well, is it plugged in? Honey, do you honestly think I would check thousands of lights if I wasn't sure the extension cord was plugged in? You used more than one cord, didn't you? Maybe the kids have been fooling around with it. I'll, I'll check in back. Clark goes to the back of the house to inspect a surge protector full of cords. At the same time, Nora steps into the garage. Next door, Todd and Margot are sitting in their bed in the dark. They clink champagne glasses and kiss. The moment their lips touch, Nora turns on the light switch in the garage. The room is flooded with light. On the front lawn of the Griswold house, Ellen, Ellen's jaw drops in awe as, wow, the entire front of the house is illuminated in Christmas lights. Ta -da. Ta -da. Oh, Todd, what's that light? Clark! Uh, Honey, I, I, I think I know what's wrong. In the garage, Nora heads to the door and turns off the lights. I can't see. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. The Griswold house goes dark again. Ellen heads through the house of the garage as Clark rounds the side of the house back to the front lawn. Ah, this ought to do it. Clark grabs the extension cords again and plugs them in. Ellen hits the light switch. The lights go back on. Ellen, I fixed it. Everybody, come quick. Look at the lights. Todd and Margo are hopping around their bedroom holding banged shins. The wine bottles fall onto the floor along with flowers, a vase, and water. It's a terrible mess, made all the worse by the screaming and the blinding light flooding into the room. Get a towel. Okay. Ellen, still puzzled, inspects the plugs. Inside, Art, Clark Sr., Nora, and Francis make their way to the foyer. Ellen sees nothing. She heads back to the door and flips the switch off. The blinding light goes off in Todd Margo's room. Margo rams into an armoire and Todd takes a header down the stairs. The grandparents come out into the porch. Wait, 
I don't believe this. Oh, what's all the yelling about? Back on the Griswold's front lawn, the Christmas lights are off again. Bewildered, Clark wiggles the cords furiously. Ellen heads back into the house. She stops as something occurs to her. She thinks for a moment. Audrey and Rusty have joined their grandparents on the front porch. What? But, but what's going on here? 25,000 twinkle lights. Nora? Nora? What's you doing, Clark? I haven't the foggiest. Clark, Clark twisting, shaking, whipping the cords and cursing. He throws the cords down. What? What the hell? What's wrong with this? What the hell? What's wrong with this? Damn it! Damn it! You goddamn light! In his rage, Clark socks the Santa, kicks the reindeer, and the sign. The family stands on the porch, disturbed by Clark's behavior. Helen turns out, turns out of the kitchen and back to the garage. On the front lawn, Clark rips the cords from the junction, spreads his arms wide, and with a great dramatic gesture, rams them back together. Go! Go! Do it! At that exact moment, Ellen bursts into the garage and flips the light switch on. Man, the sound effect I had for that was awesome. <laughs> the, the lights are back on. The lights are back on. Next door, Todd holds his concussed head with his hands while Margot sobs on the floor covered in wine, flowers, and glass. At the Griswold house, the lights are back on for good. The family comes down off the porch and onto the lawn admiring the lights. Dad was beautiful. Oh, my carpet. Oh, Clark, it's so lovely. Mom, you deserve a home like this to spend Christmas in. It's a beaut, Clark. It's a beaut. Dad, Dad, you you taught me everything I know about exterior illumination. Thank you, thank you. Russ, Audrey, dear, dear Francis, I hope this adds to your enjoyment of the holidays. It's just wonderful. Yeah, Arthur, Art, Dad, thanks for being here. Uh, the little lights aren't twinkling. I know, Art, thanks, thanks for noticing. The house sure does look swell, Clark. Thanks, Eddie. I hope it enhances your holiday spirit. Dear Catherine. Oh, oh the house is gorgeous, Clark. Eddie? I hope you didn't do all this on our account, Clark. Kids, come out here and see what Uncle Clark's done to the house. Eddie? Eddie? The biggest, rustiest, filthiest, ugliest, rundown RV is backed into the driveway. The door opens and two little kids, a boy and a girl, followed by a mixed breed hound, jump out. As the kids and dog run across the lawn, Clark is still stunned. He looks at Helen, he looks at Ellen, who is equally stunned. Yeah, if you don't remember, this here is Rocky. Hey, you got a kiss for me? <laughs> Better take a rain check on that. He's got a lip fungus. They ain't identified it yet. And you remember Ruby Sue. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Her eyes aren't crossed anymore. Yeah, that's something, ain't it? She falls in a well. Her eyes go cross. She gets kicked by a mule. They'll go back to normal. I don't know. And this here, this is our pride and joy. Snots. Pretty name, Ed. Yeah, we named him that because he's got a sinus condition. Snots, roll over. Let your Uncle Clark scratch your belly. 
you ain't ever seen a set on a dog like this one. Oh, oh, Ed. Oh, uh, that's okay, Eddie. That's something, ain't it? You pet him, and he'll love you to the day you die. Uh, I really shouldn't. My hands are all chapped. Well, we were going to call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Are you surprised? Surprised, Eddie? If I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised. If I woke up with my head sewn to the Jesus. carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised. And if I woke up to my head sewn to the carpet, I probably wouldn't be more surprised. If you say it again, it, if you say it again, Beetlejuice will show up. <laughs> well, we have plenty of room. So we have plenty of towels. We have plenty of everything. We're pretty well set up here in the RV. It's a little tight. But we did come to we didn't come to impose. Hell, there, there's plenty of room. Quit being so damn polite, Ed. Catherine, Catherine and I are pretty are pretty comfy there, you know. But maybe you wouldn't mind the youngster shacking up with you. After that long drive, we could use a little private time together. Why don't you get the kids things? Don't forget the rubber sheets and gerbils. <laughs> Come on. I want to show you the home. Um, Audrey, help me get some hot chocolate. Cold. Everyone heads into the house. Clark is left alone with snots just staring at him. A little while later, Clark and Eddie are standing at the tree sipping eggnog. Eddie's wearing a sheer white v-neck sweater with an obvious black turtleneck dicky, ill-fitting green slacks, and white patent leather loafers. That's a honey of a tree, Clark. Is it real? Yeah. Yeah, I dug it out of the ground myself. Is that a fact? Snots, Snots begins, <laughs> sorry. Snots begins lapping up water from out of the tree stand. Hey, get out of there. Snots, yo. Don't worry about it, Clark. A little tree water ain't gonna hurt him. Before we left, he drank a half quart, half a quart pins oil. Boy, when he lifted his leg the next morning, oh boy! If he drinks the water, the tree's gonna dry up. Come on, Sn out of there, snots! Out, out, out! Get out of there! Get in the kitchen and get to get in the. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> get out of there. Get in the kitchen now. Get in the kitchen there and get something to eat. Go on. He's cute. He ain't a problem. He's got a bit of Mississippi leg hound in him. If the mood scratches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. Don't don't want him around if you if you're wearing you don't want to don't want him around if you're wearing short pants. If you know what I mean, a word to the wise, though, if he lays into you, it's best to just let him finish. I can't believe you're actually standing here in my living room, Eddie. Never thought the day would come. Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. It's a crying shame the older kids couldn't make it. Eddie touches a Christmas decoration and it falls to pieces. Crash. I'll get that. Don't worry about it. Let me get it. 
Yeah, I got a daughter in the clinic getting cured off that wild turkey. And an older boy, bless his soul, is preparing for his career. College? Carnival. You've got to be proud. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Last season, last season, he was a pixie dust spreader on the tilt wheel he thinks maybe next year he'll be guessing people's weight or barking for us. <laughs> barking for the yak woman. You ever seen her? No. She's got big horns going right above her ears. Yeah, she's ugly as sin. But a sweet gal and a hell of a good cook. Can I refill your eggnog, get you something to eat, drive you out to nowhere and leave you for dead? No, I'm just fine, Clark. Just glad to be here. Yep. So when did you get the tenement on wheel? Oh, that there? That's an RV. Yep. Yeah. Borrowed it off a buddy of mine. He took my house. I took the RV. It's a good-looking vehicle, ain't it? Yeah, it looks so nice parked in the driveway. Yeah, it sure does. But don't you go falling in love with it now because we're taking it with us when we leave here next month. (laughs) 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 The next day in a vast office with an enormous desk, Mr. Shirley is seated behind it, having a conversation over the speakerphone. Yeah, well, get a lift up here to look over these figures. Oh, retooling? That's a great excuse, retooling. I'll retool you. Mr. Shirley, uh, Merry Christmas. Who's Mr. that? Shirley? Who's that? No. no who's that? Oh, Mr. Shirley says it. There's no gap. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Shirley, Merry Christmas. What do you want? Oh, shit. Where the hell we at? That's fine. My wife and I came up with a little something special. It's a, it's a gift. Yeah, well, just put it over there with the others, Greaseball. Oh, by the way, I... Uh, Hope my report helped out at the trade show. I'm sure it did, Griswold. Now I feel, uh, feel, excuse me, I'm right in the middle of an important call. Mr. Shirley picks up the receiver. Clark turns out, tur- Clark, Clark, Clark turns to put the gift on a sideboard and sees it's jammed with about 50 other gifts that look exactly like his. Yeah, uh, give me somebody, anybody, uh, and give me somebody, I'll wait. Clark, Eddie, and their kids are at the top of a suburban park sledding hill. Well, this ought to be good. Yeah, it's gonna be great. They each have a slot. They each have a the sound effect was making this one. Damn it. Yeah. Um, they each have a saucer sled. Clark's on one knee with his saucer upside down, shaking a spray can. This is the new silicone-based kitchen lubricant my company's working on. It creates a service 500 times more slippery than any cooking oil. We're gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. Um, Dad, has anyone ever used it on a sled? Not that I know of, Russ. Well, don't go putting none of that stuff on my sled, Clark. You know that metal plate in my head. How could I forget? I had to have it replaced because every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. Over at the VA, they replaced it with a plastic one. And it ain't strong, so I don't know if I have to go down no hill 
with nothing between the ground and my brain but a plate of government plastic. You really think it matters, Eddie? That plate runs underneath my part here. Over here, it's, you know, nothing. But there, if this gets dented, then my hair just ain't going to look right. Yeah, I know the feeling. I better try this first, see how it works. You be careful there. There's nothing to worry about. Going for a new amateur recreation at Sasso Sled Land Speed Record, Clark W. Griswold Jr. Remember, don't try this at home, kid. I'm a professional. Later, dude. Let her rip. Hang 10. Clark rocks himself back, holds a split second, and pushes off the peak of the hill. Looking straight down the hill, Clark sled slant. Clark's sled streaks down it, across the, the flat and into the dark beyond. One moment he's on the top of the hill, the next he's gone. Flying and spitting out of control, Clark blows through snowbanks and sheds, narrowly missing trees and people. Oh, shit! Oh, hey, 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 hey! Ah, this is great! It's great! It's great! I'm dead! No! No, hey! Oh! Ow! Oh, 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 look out! You sold it, buddy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clark flies out of the park and onto the road, swerving and avoiding being struck by oncoming traffic. He miraculously mar he miraculously makes it across the road, skidding into a Walmart parking lot. Sparks fly as he strikes pavement. Clark is headed straight for a toy collection box at the end of the parking lot. Bingo. Boom. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Clark sits behind his desk in his office, staring out the window. Clark, you staying late? Oh, hi, Bill. Clark, uh, you staying late? Yeah, just finishing up a few things. Last day of the year for me. Well, have a really Merry Christmas. You too. You, you okay? Bill... Did you get your bonus yet? I uh, I, I talked to my son. Some company messenger brought something to the house. I, I guess that's it. Yeah, nothing like waiting till the last minute, huh? Did you get yours? No. Well, if it isn't at the house, I'm I'm sure it's on its way. If I don't get that bonus, I'm I'm in it up to here. Don't sweat it. It'll come. Hey, Merry Christmas. Same to you. Look at that. Yay! Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Now we're into what? Intermission, aren't we? Yes. Yay! We can do that. Everybody, take a little break. It'll probably be uh, eight, nine minutes, something like that. Thank everyone out there for listening to Roy and Jimmy's. Roy and Jimmy Things Christmas Special, fifth annual. Yay. Yay. We're coming Yay. back. We'll see you in a minute. Mm. All right. Let's see. Are we everyone's there? Yeah, everyone's there. All right. I'm going to try this again. Here we go. Part two of Christmas Vacation. Later that night at the Griswolds, the lights are off except for a single light in the kitchen. It's late, 
Clark's in a red bathrobe standing, looking out the window to the backyard. He's lost in troubled thought when he drifts into a daydream. It's a sunny day. The pool is in and the kids are playing in the water. The rest of the family lounge poolside. Clark has a happy, dreamy smile on his face as he slips deeper into his fantasy. Cousin Eddie is now waving and bouncing on the diving board. Clark quickly stares at vision. Clark quickly shakes that vision out of his, his head. But now the woman from the department store in the red bathing suit is bouncing on the diving board. <laughs> Mary plays to Clark in the kitchen, waving for him to come out. Clark shakes his head no. Mary pleads with him again and again. He begs off. Mary reaches around behind her back and unfastens her top. <sighs> Clark presses his face to the cold glass. She kicks off her bathing suit. Clark's face is, sev is severely pressed to the window. The red bathing suit hits the window. Just then, Ruby Sue appears in the doorway in her pajamas. She squints and sees Clark standing pressed to the window. Mary surfaces to the ladder. Clark is straining for a better view. Mary, naked, begins to rise from the water and... <gasps> Santa Claus! Uh... Uncle Clark, are you Santa Claus? What? Oh, um, you scared me. No, no, um, I'm, I'm not Santa Claus. I wish I was. What are you doing up, sweetheart? Rocky bit my thumb. What? Him's nervous because Christmas is almost here. Him's nervous or excited? Shitting bricks. <laughs> you, sh you shouldn't use that word. Sorry. Shitting rocks. <laughs> I see. Good. Him's nervous because he don't know if he's getting nothing. I don't think he should be nervous, and you shouldn't be either, because if you're good, Santa knows it. If you believe in him, and you believe in your mom and your uh, dad, uh, and if you believe in good all year round, Santa's going to bring you something. Sometimes I think all that Santa crap is just bull. If he was so real, how come we didn't get squat last year? We didn't do nothing wrong and we still got the shaft. Well, I happen to know for a fact that Santa Claus is real. And the next couple of days, somehow I'm going to prove it to you. You know, every year he comes to our house. I've seen him. That's true? Cross my heart. So it's good you came to stay with us. I love it here. You don't got to put your coat to on to go to the bathroom, and your house is always parked in the same place. <laughs> I think you'd better go back to bed now. Okay. How come you ain't sleeping? Oh, I was just looking for something. You didn't notice if a man came by and delivered a letter today, did you? You didn't notice if a man came here and delivered a letter today, did you? <laughs> nope. How come? Oh, just wondering. Now you get back to bed. Come on. Uncle Clark, are you sure you ain't Sandy Claus? I'm sure. I can't even afford to be an elf. Clark heads to the dining room. Rusty, Audrey, Francis, Nora, Clark Sr., Art, Ruby Sue, well, the family, the whole family are at the dining table. The dining room resembles a mess hall. Art and Clark Sr. are arguing. 
two containers of K-rations, two containers of K-rations. Then I had spam until it was coming out of my ears. Oh, bullshit. Clark. <laughs> Good job, Richard. Clark observes the chaos in the dining room for a moment before deciding, before deciding to head to the living room. He's staring out the window when Ellen walks in. Aren't you having any breakfast? I'm not in the mood. What are you looking at? Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chair, chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying his chemical toilet into my sewer. <laughs> Ellen pulls the curtain aside and looks out to find Eddie unshaven in his bathrobe, black socks, brown loafers, trapper hat, and a cigar. Is watching over is watching over a plastic hose that runs from the RV across the lawn to the curb and the sewer. The Santa. The busted reindeer and assorted trash bags are piled up on the curb. Eddie takes a draw of his cigar and looks to the window. He smiles and waves. Shitter was full. <laughs> yeah, have you checked out our shitters, honey? Clark, please. He doesn't know any better. It's illegal. It's a sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who lights a match near it. Continue to smoke his, continuing to smoke his cigar, Eddie kicks the hose to keep it flowing. Todd comes out of his front door for a morning jog. Todd notices a strange order and looks to Clark's house. Eddie waves. Merry Christmas. Shitter was full. Back in the house, Clark and Ellen sit in the living room. I have a suspicion Catherine and Eddie don't have presents for their kids. Rocky said something about Eddie telling him Santa wasn't coming this year. Yeah, Ruby Sue said something like that last night. How can they have nothing for the kids? Well, he's been out of work for seven years. In seven years, he couldn't find a job? Well, Catherine says he's been holding out for a management position. <laughs> the local Walmart is jammed with holiday shoppers. Eddie and Clark are strolling down an aisle. Eddie fills the shopping cart with 50-pound sacks of dog gel. So, uh, how's the life bait business, Eddie? Well, I can't complain. How are you doing? Uh, not that good, actually. Your company, your company kill off all them people over there in India not long ago? No, we missed out on that one. You're pretty set, so as far as shopping goes? Well, I can't lie to you, Clark. The truth is, things ain't going too good at all. You know? I told you I borrowed the RV from a neighbor. Nope. It's mine. We live in it. I had to sell off the house, the barn, the 10 acres. All I kept was a 50-foot plot, the pigs, and the worm farm. If only I had met, had back all that money I gave me and Catherine sent to that TV preacher that was screwing all the hockey players. What about the kids? His kids can fend for themselves. No, you're fucking kids. <laughs> oh, well, that's a bitch. That's the bitch of it. <laughs> See? You guys are distracting me. I'm sorry. See? I don't know what to do. We coasted into town on fumes. The gas money gave out in Gurney. Eddie, 
Ellen and Y and I want to help you out and give the kids a nice Christmas. Clark, I couldn't do that. No, no, no. I insist. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not one for charity now. <laughs> yeah, I know that, uh, Eddie. This isn't charity. It's family. I don't know about that. Now, come on. If you don't tell me what they want, I'll go out and buy them and get it on my own. My script bounced. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. This is a surprise, Clark. This is just a real nice surprise. Just a real nice surprise. Here's a little list alphabetically. Starting with Catherine and I. Catherine. And if it wouldn't be too much. I'd like to get you get something for you, Clark. Something real nice. That evening, Clark and Rusty are helping an elderly woman and Bethany and an elderly man, Uncle Lewis, into the house. Uncle Lewis is in his late 80s, cranky, stooped, dressed in a tweed suit and smoking a cigar. Aunt Bethany, also in her late 80s, is four and a half feet tall, wearing a well-worn mink stole, a polyester pantsuit and decorated hat. She's taking two-inch steps, clinging to Clark. Rusty follows behind with their gifts. Is your house on fire, Clark? (laughs) No, Bethany, those are uh, Christmas lights. Don't throw me down, Clark. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. (laughs) It's the airport, Clark. We're here. Hey, girls, me and Bethany figured out the perfect gift for you. Oh, Uncle Lewis, you didn't have to buy me anything. Damn it, Bethany. Oh, shit, that messed up. (laughs) Hey, Lewis, jump in there. Damn it, Bethany, he guessed it. (laughs) Oh, oh, that was fun. I love riding in cars. When did you move to Florida? Ellen, are you still dating Clark? Oh, Aunt Bethany, you knew you shouldn't have done that. Oh, dear, did I break wind? Jesus, did the room clear out? Bethany, hell no. She means presents. You shouldn't have brought presents. Well, it isn't every day someone moves into a new house. They didn't move into a new house. Um, Mom? Mom? Uh, in the living room, Russ. Rusty takes the presents into the living room. This house is bigger than your old one. Is Rusty still in the Navy? Um, Aunt Bethany, why don't you go with Francis and Catherine into the living room and, and say hello to everybody? Hello, everybody? Uh, just in the living room. I should say it? Uh, you should say it. Hmm. Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! <laughs> Rusty returns with one of the presents. Mom? Uh, what? This box is meowing. <laughs> Let me see it. <laughs> oh, hang on. She, she wrapped her damn cat. Well, take it in the kitchen and open it up. Then we'll have a cat running around. Well, you can't leave it in the box. Why would someone wrap up a cat in a box? <laughs> Well, she gets confused, Rusty. She and Uncle Lewis don't have much money, and so she takes things from the home and gives them as presents. Great. Can't wait to see what I get. Eddie returns with the other box. Mm -hmm. 
Eddie. 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 This one here is leaking. <laughs> Eddie. You have a leaky box, Eddie. You. Ellen sticks her fingers in the package. Her finger is covered <laughs> in green slime. Eddie licks yeah. her finger. It's lime. That's her jello mold. Hey, I'll take yeah. Why don't you go back in the living room and enjoy yourself, Russ? Come on, boy. <laughs> Let's the go find your sister. gathers around the dining room table. In the center is a magnificent 20-pound turkey, perfectly prepared and perfectly presented. Clark looks up from the turkey with delight. Before we begin, since it's Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us all in saying grace. Oh, Great. What here? Grace! Grace! Oh, she passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. No, 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 no. The blessing. Oh, I pledge allegiance to the flag for the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. Eddie joins Eddie stands with his hand over his heart. Confused, everyone else joins in. Yeah. One nation. Amen. Amen. Catherine, if this turkey tastes half as good as it looks, I think we're all in for a big treat. Thank you. Thank you. Save the neck for me, Clark. Okay, Eddie. <laughs> Clark puts the gleaming knife to the turkey. He punctures the high end. <sighs> A gush of gas escapes. The skin separates like hard brown petals opening in time lapse, exposing the breast meat. After a long pause, the meat falls from the bones in dry, dusty threads. <laughs> Look at that. Why are you crying? I don't know. I can't get to my flight. I told you we put it in too early. No. Oh, it's it's just a little dry. It's fine. It looks good to me. Uh, here's the heart. Clark has, ser Clark has served everyone their turkey threads. Everyone is doing what they can to choke down the dry-ass turkey. In the living room, Aunt Bethany's cat is snooping around the Christmas tree, batting and nipping at the lights. Clark takes a close look at the particular shapes in the jello mold. Uh, Aunt Bethany, does your cat by any chance uh, eat jello? Well, I don't know about the cat, but I sure am enjoying it. Hey, kids, I heard on the news that a pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way from New York. Ooh. You serious, Clark? Art? You want to load me up with a little bit more of that? It's good. <laughs> we lost our narrator. Yeah, narrator. Uh, <laughs> mm, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Snot's under the table. Let's out a loud belch. Ed? Yeah, Clark. Uh, what's wrong with the dog? Oh, he's just yakking on a bone. He got it up. He's all right now. Maybe if you wouldn't feed him from the table. No, no. He's probably just nosing through the trash. Snots. Snots has gotten into the trash and has spread it across the kitchen floor. Clark and Ellen are cleaning up the mess. In the living room, the cat continues to pull the lights off the tree. Hey, girls, if you're not doing anything constructive, run into the living room. Get my stogie. Is there anything else I can do for you, Uncle Lewis? He's an old man. This may be his last Christmas. If he keeps it up, it will be his last Christmas. Clark walks to the living room and takes Uncle Lewis's cigar case from the coffee table. The lights are the lights on the tree are off. Clark looks at the tree puzzled and walks over to it. He bends down and plugs in a strand of lights. The strand goes back on. Ah, that should do it. Clark plugs the second strand of lights in. <laughs> the house falls dark. Honey? Rusty holds a cigarette lighter to the circuit box. He resets the breaker and the lights come back on. I told you had too many poison one outlet. Clark and Eddie are at the chair. The others are gathered around and behind. Clark and Eddie lift the chair away from the wall. They find the blackened... What's that? Soldering? Soldering. Soldering. Outline of a cat scorched into the carpet. Oh, shit. <laughs> what, what is it? Oh, nothing. Uh, let's go in and finish our dessert. <clears throat> if that thing had nine lives, she just spent them all. Woo! <laughs> Clark... <laughs> Clark and Eddie cart the chair outside. They dump the chair on the parkway next to the sand and the reindeer. If you don't mind, Clark, I'd like to see if I can fumigate this here chair. It's good quality. If you don't mind, <laughs> be asking. Right. If, if you don't mind me asking, how much? How much is... <laughs> I'm sorry. I got... All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to get this right now. This last line here. If you don't mind me asking, how much it set you back? Uh, you smell something? Fried pussycat. <laughs> oh, I can't. It's not the chair. It's some kind of gas coming from the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Disgusted. Clark heads back to the house. <laughs> You're going to have to do this, sorry. Uncle Lewis is alone in the living room. He's standing in front of the tree, lighting his cigar by waving the flame under a stogie. Clark's. Clark makes his way to the dining room and sits down to finish his dessert. There's a flash of intense light from the living room. Whoosh. Clark dashes into the living room. 
Lewis? My tree. So what's the matter with you? Look what you've done to my tree. Uncle Lewis looks up oblivious to the damage to the tree. Lewis finally catches a signal and turns to look at the tree. His backside is in flames. Lewis? Clark rips the curtains down and tackles Lewis to the floor, trying to extinguish the flames. Clark slowly unwraps Lewis from the curtain and helps him to his feet. The tree is a blackened skeleton. The few gifts that were placed under the tree are charred. The ornaments and lights are fried. The family is in the living room now looking at the burnt tree. It was an ugly tree anyway. At least it's out of its misery. Uh, Dad's going to flip out. Nobody's going to flip out. We're going to have a wonderful Christmas. There's a knock at the door. <laughs> a delivery boy in a blue uniform is standing at the door. He's holding the door knocker that's been torn off in his hand. The door wreath with blinking lights is dangling around his arm. His other hand is poised over the doorbell. Index finger pointed. He's shocked. What the hell do you want? I have a delivery for Clark W. Grisman. I was supposed to deliver it yesterday, but it fell between the seats and I didn't see it. I'm sorry. He hands Clark the envelope. Clark, staring at it, closes the door on the delivery boy. Merry Christmas. Clark enters the living room, staring at the envelope. I can't believe it. What is it? A letter confirming your reservation at the net house? It's from my company. Your bonus. My bonus. Oh, that's oh, right. right. Open it, Clarky. Open it. Yeah. I hope <laughs> it's a fortune, Clark. I bet you do, Eddie. I was afraid. Are you going to ball over it or are you going to open it? I was going to wait till tomorrow to tell you all this, but what the heck? With this bonus check, I, I'm putting in a swimming pool. That's it. That's the big one. Open it. I'm sorry if I've been a little short with everyone lately. I, I've been waiting on this bonus to, to make sure the pool goes in before the ground thaws. I had to pay in advance. And until this little miracle arrived, I didn't have the money in my account to cover the check. Tear the sucker open, Dad. Yeah, drum roll. <laughs> Just kidding. And if there's enough left over, I'm going to fly you all down here to help us dedicate it. I can't swim, Clark. Yeah, <laughs> I know that, Eddie. <laughs> oh, Clark opens the envelope and looks at the paper inside. His face freezes. He stares at the check. His face then turns deadly serious. The family stares at Clark, unable to understand his mood change. Uh, um, <sighs> Clark, what's wrong, honey? Oh, it's it's bigger than you expected. Smaller? It, oh, what is it? It's uh, it's a uh, one-year subscription membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh God, Clark. That's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. Uh, that it is indeed. Oh, I'm sorry, Clark. If this isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I've ever got, God damn it! Clark furiously stomps around the room, kicking the furniture and tearing up the envelope. Son! He stops and takes a few big gulps of the eggnog. 
It's good. It's good. It's it's good. Hey, if any of you are looking for last minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber on Melody Lane with all his other rich people, and I want him right here with me with a big ribbon on his fucking head. I want to look him straight in the eye and tell him what a snake licking dirt eating inbred overstuffed ignorant blood sucking dog. Kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed, sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> well done. Well done. Give it up. Well done. Well done, sir. Well done. Clark storms out of the room, leaving the family silent. Eddie's RV pulls out of the driveway and heads down the street. Clark comes out of the garage with the chainsaw, uh, the chainsaw roaring. Ellen and the kids hurry out the front door. He's got that crazed look in his eye. Told you we should have gone to Hawaii. Turn that thing off and, and get in the house. Clark ignores her and heads for the corner of the house. I'll talk to her, Mom. To him, Mom. You know, Dad. I've been thinking. He turns to Rusty, hands an angry look in his eye and a roaring chainsaw in his hand. Good talking to you, Dad. <laughs> Clark... Clark turns from Rusty and marches across his lawn to a blue spruce on the corner of his property. He lays the chainsaw into the trunk. <laughs> Next door, Todd and Margo are sitting in their dining room having cocktails. Aren't you the teeniest bit sorry we didn't get a Christmas tree? Even though they're dirty, messy, and horny and cliche. Where, where, where are we going to find a tree at this hour on Christmas Eve? Behind them, <laughs> I tried to change my voice. The end of Clark's blue spruce crashes through their window. <laughs> After dragging the tree into the living room, Clark is in the bathroom washing the sap off his hands while Ellen is scowling at him. What's the matter? Was that really necessary? We needed a tree. May I remind you that that, that was all my idea? No, no, no. I'm well aware of that, aware of that honey. Could you just Keep it in mind the next time you go berserk. I didn't go berserk. I simply solved a problem. We needed a coffin. I mean, <laughs> a tree. There was no lots open on Christmas Eve. Lewis burned down my tree, so I placed it best I could. Voila! Are you okay? I'm fine, honey. The new tree is up and has been hastily decorated with ornaments salvaged from the burnt tree. A single strand of lights, melted bulbs, and charred tinsel. The family has reassembled in the living room. Clark walks in and places presents under the tree. Bethany. 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 Where am I? Say it. Somebody say my line. I don't know what it is. I forgot. I'm forgetful. What's that sound? What's that sound? It's a funny squeaky sound. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving to a nitroglycerin plant. Shh. I I hear it too. Uh, I I don't hear it anymore. Clark's hand separates the branches as he peers into the tree. He gets a sudden look of shock as a squirrel leaps out of the tree. Ah! 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 What was it? Oh my god! <laughs> People are running every which way, bumping into each other. Nora faints dead away in the middle of the room. The women are screaming as everyone except Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis run out of the room and into the foyer. Quiet! Shut up. The squirrel runs across the living room. Mom, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> 
We can't let it get out of the living room. Where's Eddie? He usually eats these goddamn things. Oh, no, not recently, Clark. He read that squirrels were high in cholesterol. Thank you, Catherine. I'll try and trap it. Russ! Uh, right here, Dad. Oh, oh, there you are. Go get the hammer. Clark, what do you need a hammer for? I'm going to catch it in the coat and smack it with a hammer. Ah. I'm going in with him. Nora is still out cold in the middle of the room. Clark and Clark Sr. tiptoe into the room. Nora! Nora! <laughs> is it gone? It probably got scared and ran back into the tree. <laughs> As Clark steps over Nora, she starts to slowly get up, afraid to move too quickly. As Clark passes, Clark Sr. sees the squirrel on Clark's back. Squirrel! <laughs> Clark screams, turns, and plows into Nora, knocking her down. There's a wild scramble for the stairs. Everyone, is, everyone runs up. Snots bursts through the laundry room door and follows everyone upstairs. Everyone runs back downstairs and into the living room. Soon after, the squirrel, chased by Snots, clamors downstairs and into the dining room, causing total destruction in their path. At Todd, at Todd and Margo's, they are standing on their porch. Margo is irritated. You just march right over there and slug that creep in the face. I just can't attack someone. All right, then. If you're not man enough to put an end to this crap, then I am. Margo marches off the porch, heading for the Griswold. Griswolds, all of them. Clark cautiously peeks into the kitchen from the foyer. Snots and the squirrel charge in from the kitchen. Okay, hang on, everyone. Clark grabs the front door handle and whips the door open to find Margo standing in the doorway. Her eyes pop and she screams. The squirrel leaps for her face. Snots is, <laughs> Snots is right behind, knocking her down. <laughs> Clark slams the door. Gone. At Todd and Margo's house, the front door opens and Margo steps in. Her face is clawed and her clothes are all torn. Todd looks at her terrified. Oh my God. <laughs> what happened to you? Margo draws back and throws a mighty punch at Todd, knocking him out. Back at the Griswolds, Clark walks around assessing the damage. Ellen and the kids follow with Catherine behind them. Art and Francis are in the foyer with their luggage. Beautiful. God, uh... Where do you think you're going? No one's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old family Christmas. No, no. We're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. Clark, it's over. Not according to Santa's watch. Come on, son. Stay out of this, Dad. Clark, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get worse. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. Somewhere in the night, Eddie's RV whips out of a driveway and hits the streets on two wheels. In the Griswold kitchen, Clark Sr. is talking to Clark. Son. I love you. We all love you. But this is a terrible night. Nothing's gone right. It's a disaster. You losing your temper with the whole family only makes things worse. You're too good a father to act like this. In years to come, you'll want your family to remember all the love you gave us. 
and how hard you try to make this perfect Christmas. Well, I just... You just cocked it up. Oh, it's okay. It happens. Our holidays were always such a mess. Oh, yeah. How did you get through them? I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. I love you. Dad? Yeah? Are you going to recite the night before Christmas? No, it's your house. It's your Christmas. I'm retiring. The family is seated in the living room around the fireplace. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief and I and my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday of objects to low. When to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and... Fucking Eddie with a man in his pajamas and a dog chain? Tied to his wrists and ankles? What the... Stay here. The front door opens and Eddie enters with Mr. Shirley. His hair is messed up. His face is red with anger. A Christmas bow is tied over his mouth. The family is gathered in the doorway in stunned silence. Eddie. Eddie. What happened to Eddie? Daddy, you're muted. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, looks at Clark. Mr. Shirley. You about ready to do At some Mr. Shirley's kissing? house, Mrs. Shirley's on the phone with the police. She's frantic. Yes, officer. It seems my husband's been abducted. The man was wearing a blue leisure suit, and the plates were from Kansas. He was a huge, easily bulging man, and... The bow and, ch the bow and chains have been removed from Mr. Shirley. He shakes the cramps out of his hands. I've never been cheated like this a day in my life. I'm sorry. Uh, this is our family's first kidnapping. <laughs> You're fired. First of all, I'm calling the police. Hey, just hold your wad there, fella. Clark here had nothing to do with this. This here was my idea. Right. He's still fired. And you're going to jail. Oh, no, Eddie. It was my fault. I lost my temper when I when I got my bonus. I, I guess I said a few things I shouldn't have. Bonus? How did you get a bonus? There wasn't supposed to be bonuses this year. Yeah, thanks for telling us. I was expecting a check. Instead, I got enrolled in a jelly club. 17 years with the company. I've gotten a bonus every year but this one. You want to give bonuses? Fine. But when people count on them as part of their salary, well, that's just plain... Sucks. Thank you, Russ. My cousin-in-law, whose heart is bigger than his brain... I appreciate that, Eddie. <laughs> appreciate that, Clark. Whatever. Clark. He's innocent. I'll be more than happy to take the rap on this. On behalf of myself and every other employer you rear-ended this Christmas... Mr. Shirley looks around the room as the sad, confused, angry faces of the family stare at him. He's feeling guilty, and his heart melts. Look, um, like sometimes look, things look better on paper, but they, they just lose their luster when you see how it affects real people. I guess a healthy bottom line doesn't mean much. 
to get it, you have to hurt the ones you depend on. It's people like that that make a difference. That make a difference. The little people, like you. Uh, so, Carl, uh, whatever you got last year, add twenty uh, percent. Clark bursts with joy. He looks to Ellen and the kids and the rest of the family. Woohoo! I pull. Clark. Clark faints. Dad. Outside, police and SWAT cars pull up and surround the house. The SWAT team sets up position on all windows and openings. A second SWAT team goes next door to Todd and Margo's house. They pound on the front door. Go away, Todd. If you want to come in, you're going to have to knock, break down that damn door. SWAT officers break the door and rush in. The family is still celebrating in the Griswold living room. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Two dozen officers have surrounded the house at every opening. After giving the order, the officers burst down the front door while the SWAT team crashes through the windows. Crash, bam, boom. The family, the family of Mr. Shirley panicked during the mayhem. The SWAT officer barks an order. They all stop in their tracks. Outside, a police car pulls up with Mrs. Shirley. A high-ranking officer opens her door and escorts her into the house. This way, please. I, I think you've made a terrible mistake. I told you to freeze, mister. Uh, may we blink? Frank. Uh, Helen. Thank God you're all right. Uh, oh, I'm fine. I I'm just fine. Look, it was a big misunderstanding tonight. Excuse me. Would you and Mrs. Shirley like to co- like to co-step outside so we can take care of this business here? Oh, oh there's no business here. I I'm not pressing charges. What? Look, it was a mistake. Mistake? Frank, honey, you were kidnapped. I did something I shouldn't have, and, and these nice people called me on it. Well, this is Clark Griswold and his family. Oh, welcome to our home. Well, what, what left of it. <laughs> Release B Squad. What's going on here? Remember when I was toying with the notion of suspending the Christmas bonuses? You didn't. Well, of all the cheap, lousy ways to save a buck. That's pretty low, mister. If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you to... No, 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 look, I, I changed my mind. I, I'm reinstating the bonuses. Ruby Sue and Rocky see a bright light in the sky and run out to the front yard. The family follows. The police, SWAT, Mr. and Mrs. Shirley join them. Oh, Ruby Sue, sweetheart. It's Danny Claus. What? What's wrong? What? Who thinks she sees Santa? Santa Claus! No, it's the Christmas star. And that's all that matters tonight. Not bonuses or gifts or turkeys or trees. See, kids, it means that something different to everybody. Now, I know what it means to me. That ain't the freaking Christmas star. It's a light on the sewage treatment plant. Sewer gas. Lewis is standing next to the beat up Santa on the curb. He he has a cigar in his mouth. He strikes the match of San on Santa's ass and lights a cigar. Don't drop that. He flips the match over his shoulder. The match drops into the sewer. There's a flash of light and an explosion. The explosion sends the plastic sand and reindeers into the sky. Everyone hits the deck, but Aunt Bethany remains standing. She is looking to the sky as the plastic Santa and reindeer are flying through the air with a fireball behind them. She puts her hand at her heart and begins to sing. 
and the rockets red glare, <laughs> the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Play ball. The family, <laughs> the family is gathered in the living room, dancing and celebrating. Clark standing in the front yard, looking up at the Christmas star. Ellen puts her arm around his waist. Merry Christmas, Sparky. Merry Christmas, honey. I did it. That's it. We did it. That was exhausting. Oh my god, that was freaking awesome! Excellent. Thanks for everybody for listening in on that one. Oh, the sounds though. Oh my god. We didn't have the sounds. Well, they started to work there for a minute, didn't they? Or what happened? Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Everybody smile for a picture. Oh yeah, smile do for a picture. Oh, smile for a picture. Yay! 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 Oh, yeah, I should do a picture. Well, you have to. My phone's on I'll camera. Send it to you. Well, that wasn't too bad. Well, how long were we on? Hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Well, not bad, not bad. Everyone did a great job. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sean, you're killing me, dude. You, man, you. And I didn't know we had a, what's the guy from, uh, I don't know, the voice you were doing is, uh, was who, Mr. Magoo, or who was that? Mr. Magoo. Thurston P. Thurston P. That was great. That was great. <laughs> that would be great. That was so much uh, fun. Uh, Jimmy did an outstanding job, the whole thing, putting it together and all. And Roy, you have uh, Clark Griswold down to a science. That was awesome. You're really nice. good. That was a lot of fun. The rants are cool with Clark. <laughs> you did a good job on them. Uh, you know, I, I saw that movie for the first time last night. So I'm what? glad I watched it. I've never seen it. I've never been that big with Chevy Chase fans. So. Oh, dude, that one. But did you? Did it bring you in? Did it bring you into? It don't have to be the whole Chevy Chase thing, but at least the movie. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was good. It was good. Twenty, years old. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it seven times this week, man. I laughed every freaking time. Oh yeah, it, it's it's one of those that just never gets old. Jimmy, man, thank you for everything. That thing turned out good. The script, everything. That's awesome, yeah, Ari, a... and Ari too. I know Ari was. Yeah. It wasn't Jimmy by himself. So thank you guys. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh boy, we had a lot of we had a lot of a uh, lot of viewers in a uh, on a YouTube and Facebook. Thanks you guys for watching all that. It was a uh, it's fun to watch us flub around and do all this. <laughs> Hopefully next year we can be together again. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Next year hey. at the Brewster home. Our, hey, we've uh, got a we've got a request. Yes. You know, Jimmy, with you, uh, Beetlejuice. Now I'm thinking we need to do a, a Halloween <laughs> version of this. There you go. <laughs> so, so, so hey, hey, Lewis. Lewis. Hey, Lewis. Yes, sir. Ready? Go ahead. We, have, we have a request in the chat room. Erica. Does someone want someone wants Lewis to say, "You filthy animal." <laughs> you filthy animal. There you there go. There it is. That's the voice. <laughs> that is the voice. Excellent. <laughs> well, normally we'd have a bunch of drinks and keep on going, but we are done for the night, guys. Thank you again. Thank uh, you for playing with us, everybody. And Don and Don and Robin and Ariana's debut. Uh, Who you guys job, got everybody. on the show tomorrow? Um, an, an actress that's going to possibly be in the movie we got going on. So uh, Adriana Delgado, she'll be in the eight o'clock hour tomorrow on uh, Roy and Jimmy in the morning. Merry Christmas, everybody. And there you go. Merry, Merry Christmas, 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 guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, Year. New Year. Thanks, you guys. Hey, I, I love you all, man. You guys are awesome. I love you all. I'm blessed to have you guys in our lives. Yes, we are. Yay. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Uh, thank you. All right. Everyone's out of here. One, two, two three. three. Peace. Four. Out. Later. Is that everybody? Yeah, it's just yeah. me and you. That's great. All right, buddy. Great job, man. That was fun. All right. We out of here, guys. Thanks for watching again. We'll have this up as a podcast uh, in a few days. Yeah, yeah. And then you can rewatch it for like Christmas. Forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Bye. See y'all. Love y'all. Hit them, baby. Hit them. <laughs>